The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hi, it's Mike Rogers here, and it's time for another terrific interview with Sherry Welsh. Today, we're here with Mark Pruss, the Executive Vice President of Technic, located in Comsec, Michigan, just outside of Kalamazoo. Mark, welcome to the Welsh Wire. Thank you. Glad to have you with us today. So tell us a little bit about Technic. What do you do here? Well, Technic develops and manufactures LED lighting for a lot of a variety of markets. Um, our lights go on fire trucks and ambulances. We call that the emergency vehicle market. They can also go on um, like SWAT vehicles and command centers throughout the nation. Um, our lights also go on to a lot of delivery trucks like UPS and FedEx trucks. Our, our lights will also be um, purchased by uh, light-duty trailers, boat trailers, uh, we work a lot in the marine industry, so our lights, you'll see our lights on boats, uh, such as Malibu boats and a lot of other boats. So that's what we do here, just make a lot of LED lights. Excellent. Tell me a little bit about your background. You started the company with your partner, Jeff Condon, and I remember when we first met, you told me a pretty interesting story, something about operating out of a living room. Something like that? <laughs> yeah, we started We started the company, unfortunately, in the middle of a living room. I um, love it. And how did you meet? I mean, how did you even get to that place where you... We met in the early 1990s in Wisconsin and Sheboygan at uh, a company called Muth Mirror Systems. Okay. And um, we were developing a Chevron that goes in the mirror back then. You see them in all the vehicles now. There's some type of Chevron either on the bottom of the mirror, on the edge of the mirror, to identify when you're going to... Change lanes. Right. So that's where we met. That was way back in the early 90s. Then we started consulting in the mid 90s, developed some software, optical engineering software, optical design software. And um, we were trying to sell that design concepts to other companies and decided that let's just do it ourselves. And so one afternoon or evening, we were sitting in the living room. Or dining room, whatever the case might be, and so let's start Technic. So I love that. So who, whose dining room table got sacrificed for that? Whose house was that? That was at? Jeff's. That was a Jeff's. That gotcha. Was Jeff's. Okay. <laughs> Jeff was Jeff was the guinea pig, if you want to call it. That. I so. love that. I love that. So how long were you in the dining room with the table? Like how long did it take before you were really launched and were thinking, okay, now it's time to get an office and let's let's do this thing. We were actually producing parts. In his house, in his living room. No kidding. Yes. So our first customer that we ever contracted with was from that living room. Oh, my gosh. That is really exciting. So it took us about a year and a half before we moved out of that, and we actually were able to afford a building. Yeah. A very small building, like 1,500 square feet or something like that. Right. And then from there, in about another year, year and a half, we upgraded to a larger building. And it kept on progressing. Yeah. And that start didn't happen in Comstock, Michigan, did it? No, that happened in Illinois. Okay. That happened in Illinois around um, Joliet area. Okay. And today, here we are in Michigan with Technic. So how'd you get from Joliet, Illinois to the Kalamazoo, Michigan area? Tell us that story. It was, we're looking for our fourth move at that time, trying to find a building in Illinois. 
Okay. Uh, we, we were not successful in finding a building. We just kept expanding our search. Jeff is a graduate of uh, Western Michigan here, aeronautical engineer. Okay, got it. So he okay. was from this area, so we just expanded our search. We found a building just outside of Kalamazoo in Richland that was ready for us. I mean, it was I, perfect perfect for us. Right. So we leased that in 2012. We picked up our entire company and moved it in August of 2012. About uh, six to eight employees came with us. Oh, great. Um, we instantly hired like 15 or 20 in the area for our manufacturing. And we had planned to be in that building for about five years. And that's where we were in that building for about five years before we built this new brand new facility now in, in Comstock. Where you're at today. Right. The, I um, I had missed somewhere initially when we talked about your startup story that Jeff had attended Western Michigan University and that was part of the roots right. that made you come back and even look at Kalamazoo. So, I mean, that's terrific. That's like, you know, local boy done good, comes right. back home, you know, to Western. That's a great part of your story. So here you are. Um, I wish that our listeners could see the digs that we're in today because it's a far cry from Jeff's dining room table and living room. Sure um, is. This is a beautiful, large building. Tell us about the building that you put up here and why you did what you did. Well, you know, we always try to plan for the future and we don't want to move again because moving businesses is expensive, time consuming, disruptive, disruptive to sales and yep. employees. Yep. So we we're looking and we wanted to stay in the Richland area, but they just didn't have the land. Yeah. Comstock here had the land. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's right next to Kalamazoo with the, with the three universities here. There's a great workforce. Yep. Not only in Kalamazoo, but we're also real close to GR. Sure. So we have people from GR come down here that work that live in GR. We have people that live in um, Battle Creek mm-hmm. that come down. Easy to get to. Easy from, to get to yeah, from because located, of the interstate. Right? So we were centrally, locate, centrally located here in this area. But we built a 105,000-square-foot facility. That's a footprint. Um, we have roughly 30 acres here so we can wow. expand our facilities. So our plan, original plan when we built this building was to build it big enough so we could last five years mm-hmm. before we uh, built on the ex- another um, extension to this building, another, right. another 100,000 square feet. So it's completely designed to knock out walls, expand. That's and great. And keep growing the company. So that, That's really exciting. Yet completely designed, as you say, put together in mind, to knock out the walls, make it bigger, make it better. You know that you're going to grow and expand. Yep, you're going to. And so you've been in it now how long? One year. One year. And how are things going? Great. Oh, We love the building. Uh, Our customers love the building. Our employees like the building. We're able to do what we need to do to service our customers, to design and develop more product. Right. The way we want to, to be the leaders in the industry and the design of our product. So, yeah, we're we're really enjoying it. The growth and the expansion is coming from entering new markets, Mark, or further penetration and increasing market share in some of the spaces you're at or a little bit of both. Where's the how does the, the plan work? Primarily, well, we're in we're in so many different markets. We're in the emergency vehicle mm-hmm. market. We're in the marine industry. That's a separate market away from the emergency vehicles. We're in the light duty trailer industry. You know, the little cargo trailers that you see, say maybe you buy at, um, your hardware store right. where you might buy those type of trailers. Then we're into heavy duty trailers also, which is like your semis, your, your work trucks. Mm-hmm. That's semis 
like the 53-foot semis you see on, on the road, that's called the heavy-duty industry. Like your dump trucks are heavy-duty. Okay. Uh, your all your service, heavy service vehicles that plow the road are considered heavy duty vehicles. Yeah. So when we're barreling down 131 or 94, we're seeing your lights probably on all kinds of vehicles that we don't even exactly. realize are being lights. made right here. And then in we, the have, Greater Kalamazoo and then we yeah. have another market called the work truck industry, which is a separate market from the other four I already listed. You know, the work truck industry is like your consumer's energy truck. You might see them going out on the road repairing power lines when yeah. storms come through. Our lights will be on those type of vehicles ah, also great. all over there. So we have really we're grabbing market share is our growth, um, primary market share. Okay, so penetrating more. Penetrating and you, more. you talked a little bit too about um, being in the marine industry. One of the favorite things that I like to see here is to go out in the in the back and see the boat that you have because you do have a very nice boat out back with some lights on it representing one of your customers at Malibu, right? That's a Malibu yeah. boat, yes. And those lights are beautiful. And they that are. boat is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> It is pretty. <laughs> so um, what are the greatest challenges that you have faced, you and Jeff, as you've worked on this business and and built it to something fabulous? Yeah, that's a, that's a really tough question because there are so many things in running a business that, that uh, represent challenges. I think the key challenge in the business is, is your employees and finding the talent mm. to help you run the, to help yeah. you run the business. There's only so much time in the day. And there's right. always challenges, whether it's employee base, you have to have a, a good sales staff, you have to have a good HR department. Mm-hmm. We have almost 110 employees here currently right now. Wow. Um, Starting at, from the two of you to 110, and how many years is that total? We started in 2004. Wow. We sold our first product in 2005, which we made ourselves. So we did all the work. Um, so people, not even 15 years. Not even 15 years. Not no. even to the 15-year no. anniversary yet, and you're already well over 100 employees. Yeah. yeah, 110. And we plan on adding another 20, 30 in another year, maybe more. That's exciting. So so talent's a big deal for talent, you. I talent mean, is a very big deal for us. Uh, from the manufacturing floor to, like I said, accounting, we have HR, we have sales, we have uh, quality control. Mm-hmm. So all those people that are trying to build the quality product that we have all contribute to the success of this company in some form or fashion. Right. So, so Jeff and I can't do everything. So we have to pass that work on. And that's probably one of the harder challenges that, that Jeff and I have had is to pass that work on. You're used to doing it all yourself. Yes. And, you're and used it's to your doing, baby. And it's your baby. And you're used to doing it a certain way. Sure. You make certain decisions for certain situations. And try to pass that along to let somebody else make that decision in that situation. It's right. Tough. That trust, you know, that's, that's a big thing is passing that trust on to, to other people within the organization. Right. And then finding those people you can trust, you know, that's also, um, has been a challenge for us when we're bigger challenges. Right. Um, but you've addressed it well because you've grown the company tremendously. You've grown it up to over a hundred employees. So you have had some wins in the talent space. Wins, you've hired, luck. I don't know which, what, what do you want to call it? But it's, maybe a little bit of both, right? Maybe, but you've done a, a few things right. What, what do you, what are some of the things that you think you've done right with finding the right talent? And um, has it been, you know, from hiring, it's more than just hiring the right people. Is it making the right connections? Is it developing them? Is it culture? What is it that you think leads to getting the right talent to to want to come here and stay here at Technic? Well, this building has helped. Since we did this building, it has helped bring in a better talent base. Yeah. Because, it's state-of-the-art. It's of the beautiful. Culture. Yeah. You know, it's, it's our culture, too. We have a very clean, quiet environment. Um, 
it's even though we're high growth, it's not a high stress environment. Mm, which so is that nice. Helps. Um, yeah. And we do a lot of searching. I mean, we get one key employee, they help you search and find the next key employee. Yeah. And then it's not that we've found the, the right one the first time. It's taken us a couple of tries, unfortunately. Sometimes that happens. It, yeah, yeah. It, it does happen. And you have to be willing to accept that. That's the hard thing is sometimes you make mistakes and you have to correct them, not just for... It, you have to correct them for the better of the company. Yeah. What's the old adage that it's best to be slow to hire and quick to fire? So you want to make sure that you take time in getting the right people. But if they don't fit, is, you got to cut true. the rope right away. That is yeah. very true. It's not beneficial. It's not beneficial for them. Mm-mm. It's not beneficial for you or the rest of the employees. No. You know, one of the, when we have some of our um, employee meetings, I tell everybody it's you know it's Jeff's and our job to make sure that door stays open in the morning. Yeah. That's our job to think about the future, think yeah. about all the things that'll keep that door open so everybody can have a job in the future. Right. You don't have to worry about that job. They come in that morning and the door's closed. Yeah. And that happens with companies. It does. And they don't know it. The next thing they come in, the next day the door's closed and they don't have a job. Yeah. So. Yeah. They're fortunate to have uh, such passionate leaders here, too, that really care about the business so much. Well, we do. I mean, it's like you said, it's our baby. Yeah. You know, it's our, it's our life we spent you know, since the early 90s, developing the technologies, the techniques that we use, the the lighting that, that, that we have developed and designed for the all the markets. Right. That we spent a lot of time, many hours. Right. Many hours. Right. Yep. You've certainly invested a lot in it. So as you look forward, um, actually, I should say, as you look backward, tell me what you think you might have learned along the way that might help other entrepreneurs that are in rapidly growing businesses right now, because there's probably a lesson or two that you could share. There are so many things that we've learned along the way, and you try to pick out what are the key ones. I think we already discussed a little bit of the key ones, and that's the employee base, making sure you have people that you can trust to help you make those decisions in all facets. You can't know everything. And you have to admit you don't know everything and rely on Key people in key areas like HR or um, engineering managers or your quality control manager, um, your production manager. I mean, those people are key people that you have to rely on to have them make the day-to-day decisions because you can't do it. When you get this size, you can't have your fingers in all the departments making all the decisions. Right. There's not enough time in the day to keep the company growing. Right. So pers- personnel. Finding good key personnel. Yeah. Is, I mean, they almost become like trusted tough. advisors to you, don't they? And the way you run the business because they, they're able to focus on their area of expertise and allow you to come up out of the weeds, right? Get up to that 10,000. And that's a good view. word to use actually their area of expertise mm-hmm. because as business owners, you can't be an expert in every facet of the company. No. It's, it's a tough lesson to learn. We think we can as entrepreneurs. Sometimes we think that we should be, but truly, if you want to grow the organization, you got to step back and instill trust right. in those trusted advisors who really know their lane, right? And can stay right. in it and give you good advice for what needs to happen. The other thing that Jeff and I did that I don't know if a lot of companies do, but we work really hard at planning for the future. That's oh, one that's of our great. key, one of the key things that we do from at least a financial standpoint, but also a product development standpoint. How do you do that? So how does that work for you? Which part of it? The planning part of that. So is it like a yearly thing that you two go away somewhere and talk about it? Do you sit down monthly? Or how how do you go about keeping those plans up to date, fresh, and, and making it real? It's almost an everyday process. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's almost an everyday process, for, process from our customers to our employees. You know, 
how do we get to that next customer? What is that next customer going to need? How are we going to situation the company with the employees to move forward? What type of talent do we need in the next year or two years? You know, what are the products that we need now so that we get the sales in six months or 12 months down the road? Then you got to have the backbone in that. What type of personnel to have those sales? I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you're looking at the entire company and all the departments all the time, seeing how can I improve? How can we do better? We're never stop. We never stop internally, internally looking at how we can improve the company. Mm-hmm. It's a, a continuous improvement process from day one. Well, maybe not quite from day one, but we need to be the size. It's pretty dear. <laughs> when you first start the company, it's all about survival, right? Right. It's about making it to day to day, week to week, month to month. And then all of a sudden it starts becoming more of a planning process. How you do bet. we get to the next step? Right. So it's, it's continual. It's not like we stop thinking about it and then. Two months later, say, well, what are we going to do another three months? Right. But it sounds like you have a blueprint of where you want to go, what you want to do with the company. And then it, as you say, it's an ongoing process day to day, week to week, month to month. You're tweaking that all the time time. and always looking at, are we on the path to getting where we said we wanted to be? That's great. Is it just the two of you that are involved in those conversations? Or do you have others on your leadership team that impact those conversations as well? Both. Okay. Both. But the long-term future is pretty much just Jeff and myself. Yeah. But the shorter term, the, 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 the year, you know, like the next six months, 12 right. months, obviously, is, is a leadership team because they need to know. Otherwise, you can't keep them blind to yeah. what's happening with the company or where you want the company to go. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to fall flat. If they don't know where you want to try to lead the company in the next 6, 12, 18 months, you're going to stall out, right? Yep. Yep. Because they don't know what to do in their own departments. They don't know how to advise you on what they need to accomplish what you're asking them to do. If you don't tell them what this is what I expect you to, to do the next time frame, whatever that time frame might be, whatever you're comfortable with projecting out towards. Right. So. Yeah. And that might be difficult to do, I would think, at times, because you're used to the two of you running the company. You're used to the dining room table, yeah. living room kind of approach to things. So sometimes I bet you have to remind yourselves, we got to get everybody else involved in this. It's in our heads. It's it's part of our plan, it's, but we got to let everybody else know where we're going here. It's still tough. I mean, when yeah. you grow this fast, growing at 35% or more per year, wow. it's, it's tough sometimes yeah. to step back. It's really hard to step back and just think about everything what everybody else needs besides yourself right or besides your focus and and, and your plan so it's it's a challenge i mean that's a challenge personal challenge for both of us yes absolutely work on you talked about learning a little bit too um when we were chatting earlier mark talked about continuously learning and all the things that kind of bombard you as an entrepreneur maybe things that you never envisioned didn't know it was going to be so hard to run a business and look at no. regulatory issues and look at, you know, changing tax laws. And so talk a little bit about that and, and the continuous learning. I mean, I don't know how to describe it. It never stops. Like, like you said in your comments, you have your tax regulations. It changes from administration to administration. It can change every couple of years. It can change during the year when you had planned. <laughs> To have it work a certain right. way and how it's going to affect your books financially you bet. with cash flow. It can change mid-year on you, and all of a sudden that could affect your cash flow for the next 6, 12, 18 months. Yep. So you have to – you can't really plan for those things, but you have to have in your plan the ability to adapt. Sure. Right? That's the key thing, the ability to adapt. And all the HR – I mean, you have HR issues that change depending upon your company size. Your The regulations out there 
are based on company size. So as you have 25 employees, you have to follow these regulations. If you have 50 employees, you have to follow these regulations. Mm -hmm. Start to do business with the government. You've got other regulations. You've got you have other regulations like OSHA issues, safety Mm -hmm. issues. I mean, there's when we started this company, law issues. You know, just just employment employment issues. There's it's a gamut of. It's very broad. Right. So very for broad. you, you keep, I mean, you've got a good team in yes, place to help you with a lot of very that, but it sounds like you keep your antennas up all the time for what's going on as well as owners of the company to. You have to. Yeah. yeah. You can't, Yeah. you can't drop your guard good. on regulations. You know, for me, if I had my way, there'd be very little regulations yeah, because it would help us, but. Yes. Of course. We we all would love to have it that way, yes. actually. It would help everybody out. Less stress, I can tell you. <laughs> the good news is that lately the climate has been turning that way with less and less, which we really appreciate that. Yes, we do. We do yeah. appreciate that. So hopefully this next round of tariffs are okay. Yes, exactly. That's the next battle. So exactly. next battle we face. So tell us what's on the immediate horizon for you. What What's the next big thing that you're looking forward to here at Technic? If you had to put your, put your uh, finger on one thing, Mark, what would it be? It's still to manage the growth. Yeah. I mean, managing growth is difficult, and I, I should have maybe mention that earlier, but... It's a challenge. It, it's a challenge. You know, there's it's, it's a good one. It's a positive challenge, but it's a challenge nonetheless. It's difficult when mm-hmm. you grow 35... I mean, we've grown 50, 60% one year, too. Our 35% Whoa. is average. That's what we... Our compounded average is 35. Wow. So years when you grow 50% or 40% or 60%, you think you understand that growth... And then it happens, and you have to bring in the new personnel so fast. Yeah. So okay, growth is a challenge. Yes, Managing it is. growth is a challenge. So that's still one of the things that's still on our mind is managing our growth. We plan for the growth, but how do we get to that growth, right? It's personnel. Again, talking about the key personnel to help you grow now in our size of the company. When you grow 25 30%, that means I'm adding 20 to 30% people, which is 20 to 30 people, right? Right. So where do you find those people? Mm-hmm. Where's the talent pool that you have those people? And you have to have people starting to think about, like, think in those terms. How do I find the people necessary to handle the growth? Right. You have that issue. Then you have oh, all the resources. issues. Yeah, all the resources issues. to support that. Sure. So above and beyond that growth that we're worrying about right now is we're going to become more vertically integrated. So it will expand our employee base, actually, beyond that growth because we're going to become more vertically integrated. And the reason why we be- the reason why we want to become more vertically integrated is to control some of the challenges out there that the government imposes on companies mm-hmm. from administration to administration. Yeah. And so we're trying to eliminate, not eliminate, minimize, minimize the, the uh, uncertainty of what might happen in two years or four years down the road. Sure. So as you get bigger, unfortunately, you get a little bit, I don't want to say heavier, but you can't adapt as fast. Right. It's sort of a, a little bit of a beast of the nature is that you can't move the company around as fast when you're smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I we, we want to stay nimble as we can, as much as we can, but when you have all of a sudden 150, 200 employees, if they change a regulation on you, how does that affect 150, 200 employees? Right. Can you respond fast enough so it doesn't impact them in a negative way? Right. You know, like these tariffs is a perfect example right. of that happening so fast. If the tariffs wouldn't happen so fast, as a company, we could easily, I won't say absorb the tariff, mm-hmm. but we could change the way the company operates to minimize the impact the tariffs would have. Right. But if the tariffs happen overnight, how do we react as a company? Right. It's very difficult to right. react, right? So, so growth is a challenge. Growth and, is a challenge because mm-hmm. of that. 
And mm-hmm. if we want to maintain that growth and we have this tariff, what type of burden does that put on the company? What type of burden does that put on the employees? For sure. You know, there's, there's all sorts of different things that that imposes on right. us. Right. From supply chain to bringing in, you know, our solution is to bring in more people. To right. To do more manufacturing here. And that's what Trump wants. Trump wants us to do more manufacturing in the United States. So that's right. going to force us almost overnight to do it. It's going to be difficult on us, but we're going to win that challenge. Right. Some companies aren't going to win that challenge, but we're going to win that challenge. I mean, Technic's going to be around tomorrow. Yeah. And the next day and the day after that. Oh, know, they so. sure are. So. They sure, you sure are. And you're doing great. Your, your you. story is wonderful and inspiring. And I, and I hope enlightening for other entrepreneurs and small business owners that are listening to our show today. So if our listeners would like to reach you and get a hold of you to chat with you about anything, they should contact Melanie Sage here yes. at Technic and yeah. she can connect them with you to have a conversation about whatever they'd like to know more about your story or more about Technic because yeah, sometimes so. yeah yeah I know I oh, listen don't we aren't we all we understand that but you know sometimes as entrepreneurs it can be lonely right it's it's mm. nice to be able to have a, a someone else to sort of bounce ideas off of and true. so we really appreciate you sharing the story of Technic today and well, we wish all of you Jeff included, and the whole team here at Technic, much continued success. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for being our guest. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.